Hello, race fans. Welcome to Disc Golf Daily. Today is Monday, January 22nd. We are the podcast that gets you caught up with how our sport is growing, top-level news of the day, and one disc golf thought. Now smash that volume button, that subscribe button, and let's get to it. Part 1. Grow, baby, grow. Over the weekend, the PDGA had 188 new members. Current highest PDGA number, 277255. This is a 5% growth rate on new membership, which would put us right around 13,000 new members over the end of the year. Uh, We'd like to get that number up. I expect it will as the spring comes along. Regarding renewing members, over the weekend, 1,500 people signed up, renewed their memberships for the PDGA. Uh, Total current membership, 64,451. This is a 12% growth rate. By the end of the year, the PDGA would have 150, over 150,000 members if we can keep this growth rate up. Imagine if we can speed it up a little bit. Here we go. Our stat of the day is OB rate. Thank you, UDISC, for providing all of these wonderful stats. I'm deciding, I'm deciding. I did decide to go ahead and list the best and the worst at OB rate. The best at OB rate, the person who throws the least often, is Kale Laviska. 6.5% OB rate. If Kale's on the tee, it's probably not going OB. The person worst in OB rate, Thomas Gilbert, with a 20% OB rate. If there's OB around, Thomas had trouble last year. Kale's been doing great for a really long time. I think Thomas had a tough year last year, and I looked to her to see that stat and his general standings improve in 2024. As always on Mondays, we track the top cashers in the PDGA, as well as DGPT standings, although those don't exist yet for 2024. Uh, the top MPO casher is Luke Sampson. He still holds the title with $1,740. And the top women's casher, we have a new person atop the throne. Emily Weatherman has $953. Congrats to both of you. Having said that, the payout for Shelly Sharp has not yet been tabulated, so those will likely change before next weekend. And that brings us to part two, news of the day. Pretty exciting news. The PDGA has put out a request for proposal regarding the course redesign for W.R. Jackson. If you are a course designer, or if you want to be, but in all likelihood you wouldn't get this job. But if you are a course designer and you want to put a bid in for redesigning W.R. Jackson, put your stamp on disc golf history, this is likely to be the course where the Champions Cup will be played in perpetuity. So follow the link in the show notes and put your name in for redesigning W.R. Jackson. And if you get the job, please do a good job. Also, uh, the Shelley Sharp Memorial, one of the first large A-tiers of the year, happened over there in Arizona. Keith Murray running the event. 
Congratulations to Parker Parker Welk shooting a 1070 rated 50 to beat Anthony Barella in the final round by four and then beat him in a playoff. Um, congratulations, Parker Welk. Anthony Barella has another good showing in Arizona. On the women's side, Owen Scoggins beats Jennifer Allen by two. And the season has officially begun. Or maybe the preseason has officially begun. Uh, the Visionary Disc Golf has had their Amethyst mid-range approved by the PDGA. Look for that disc to come out sometime this season. And the Northeast Disc Golf Expo is happening this weekend in Boxborough, Massachusetts. January 27 and 28. Link in the show notes. Get your tickets. Uh, Simon Lazat will be there. Eagle McMahon will be there. The Boda Brothers will be there with Birdie Pro. Uh, I've heard there's about 40 vendors total and thousands of people coming to participate. If you are in the region, you owe it, so, owe it to yourself to go to the Northeast Disc Golf Expo. We normally close the show out with our thoughts of the day, but we actually got a listener question. If you'd like to submit a question, discgolfdaily at aol.com is our email address. This listener's question was, what holes would you contemplate changing for Maple Hill based on bore score? And because we don't get a lot of emails, we're going to spread this out into two days. So the first day, today, we'll do FPO, and tomorrow we'll do MPO. Based on bore score, the three holes that we should contemplate changing at Maple Hill are holes 2, 3, and 16. We will start with hole 2. One thing to note, on moving day, day 3, we actually shortened hole 2. Uh, Normally, it's a 300-foot shot with OB lining the right-hand side. On day three, moving day, we changed it to a 265-foot shot. Uh, And it was a little farther away from the OB, so players could be more aggressive. On days one, two, and four, uh, hole two was a very boring hole for the women's field. Uh, On day three, hole two... 44% birdie, 50% par, 6% bogey. Not a bad bad setup right there. Um, We should probably contemplate making the shorter pin the permanent women's pin, or maybe somewhere in between the two. But uh, that's really interesting. Uh, I hadn't gone that in-depth, and I had actually, when I put the bore score together, I had actually forgotten that we had an alternate pin on that hole. So, wonderfully, we actually have two sets of data, and one of the holes was significantly less boring than the other. On hole three, we actually had the exact same situation, um, although moving the pin on day three did not result in a significant difference in, uh, in bore score. Basically, in all the rounds, very few people birdied, um, and 20% to 25% got a bogey. So we need to investigate hole three and figure out, is there a better place for us to put the women's pin? Um, And it looks like the two positions that we used were not uh, ideal. Hole three, just so you know, is basically a 350 foot S through the woods. It is a very difficult birdie. 
and the stats bear that out. We'll talk to Gage and see what we think about uh, finding another spot for the women's pin. And then that brings us to hole 16. And this was a, a hole that we actually used the bore score to modify last year. Uh, and we did not modify it enough. Uh, things did improve, but not as much as we were hoping. So uh, hole 16, basically 70% uh, of the players card the par. Uh, very small, 5% card the birdie, and then 20 to 25% get the bogey. Um, it's, uh, it's a really tough spot. Uh, there's not a lot of places to move a pin to make that a more exciting hole, but uh, we, will, we will endeavor to find a better spot. That hole 16, I believe, should change for the women. And I genuinely appreciate the question because these are the kind of things that that we need to look at. So tomorrow we'll go over what three holes on the men's course should change. And then Wednesday, we'll go over the things that actually are definitely changing on Maple Hill. So here's hoping we stick to that schedule. If you've got some questions or some news, feel free to send it to us at discgolfdaily at aol.com. That's it for today. Throw them straight, hit the thin gap, and have a great day.